0: Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley. Bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show.
1: And welcome to the show. We're headed back to Stockyard City. This time to get a steak and a potato and some house dressing at Cattleman's and maybe a little bit of Stockyard's history. I'm Brett.
0: And I'm Harley.
1: So we've spent a lot of time literally, figuratively... In and around the stockyards, but I kind of feel like we've missed the mark by not talking about a little bit of the history behind the stockyards, and obviously probably a cornerstone of Stockyard City, USA, Cattlemen's.
0: Okay, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, Yeah, and I'm going to say that if Cattlemen's didn't exist, Stockyard City would no longer exist. Like, it would have gone away.
1: Well, I'm going to say that if the stockyards weren't there, there wouldn't be meat on the table at Cattleman's. So I don't know. It's kind of a, you know, six of one, half a dozen. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't disagree with right. that. I'm just saying the businesses that are there. Right. Oh, a, a
1: debt. debt. Oh, they to do. To Cattleman's. There's not a, not a question about it. I think they've built a lot of industry. A lot of, there's a lot of new growth down there. McClintock's, the rodeo opera, rodeo cinema, a lot of things that are kind of growing in an otherwise, I'm not saying it's a dead zone, but if you, you you get anywhere within about okay, there's Dell down the road. There's a few other things that have popped up, but for the most part, that's they, their lights stay on the latest.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot going yeah. on around that particular little bubble. Yeah, but there is.
1: Well, I don't think you really have to grow up there to know there's a lot of history, and we're going to get into that after this. Spring is about to spring sprung. What, what no, does that no, mean? No. no. no? <laughs>
0: So Brett, you yeah. oftentimes say now is the time. I was literally going to say now is the time before you went no,
1: no. But yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> but now is actually the time to start <laughs> shopping for new uniforms for your teams. Yes, get a soccer new look. teams, softball teams, baseball teams, T-ball teams, bowling? You know hey. any,
1: you know any bowlers? <laughs>
0: You you often often preface that, you say now is the time, when in actuality it's a little bit down the line, but this is actually the time.
1: It is now, now is the time.
0: So if you are in need of new uniforms, and if you're using the ones from last year, you are in need of new uniforms. Right,
1: those are so 2019.
0: And they're gross. Telling you what. Having a nasty kid sweat in clothes oh, for a no. whole season? You don't want to put that on somebody else the next year. No, get
1: some fresh threads from Master Threads.
0: You can reach out to Tasha and Jeff over at Master Threads. They've got all the latest looks, a lot of unique promotional products as well. Right. Check them out, masterthreads.us.
1: All right, so Stockyard City, it, it it is steeped with tradition. So, you know, it all started when two Oklahoma businessmen... Now, you heard these names... I have heard these names. Maybe not their first names, but Anton Klassen and Charles Colcord. Yes. Okay, Anton Klassen, Klassen Boulevard, Klassen Curve, Klassen, everything Klassen, you can owe it all to Anton. But the Colcord building, which is downtown, was named after Charles Colcord, who not only bought the building, he named it after himself for crying out loud, but they approached Nelson Moore's company in 1909. This is not long after statehood with a proposal to build a packing house, but only if they could obtain a $300,000 bonus in land concessions. Now, these boys knew that's a
0: lot of money. Back, in, yes, in the beginning of the the 1900s, I would say $300,000 would be a lot of money, yes. That was a hell of a
1: negotiation, but but to know just how good of a negot- of negotiation this is, you really got to know a little bit about who... Anton Klassen, and Charles Cole were
0: All right, so let's get into Anton Klassen.
1: Okay, so he arrived in Edmond during the land run, but he not only settled there, but he also helped establish the first generations of businesses. He founded the newspaper, for crying out loud. He also donated 40 acres for the first territorial teacher's college, what would be now called... UCO. UCO, that's right. When he moved to OKC, though, in 1898, it was already well on its way to being a bustling metropolis, full of industry and growth, but it's a testament to how business... Let me just tell you how business-savvy he was. He purchased land all the way up to Northwest 16. Mm-hmm. He saw that the main ro- mode of transport was... I think they used, like... uh Well, they walked. like <laughs> You didn't feet. use your feet. And it was a long ways from town, so he partnered to gain streetcar franchises that could provide transportation. He also began selling tracts of land that he purchased for... A mere one hundred dollars in some places he sold them for thousands. So I mean, he double, triple, quadrupled his money. I mean, the guy knew his stuff. Um, that's how that's how you get a curve named after him.
0: <laughs> a curve. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, so Charles Colcord. Yes. Like most early Oklahomans, Colcord wasn't from here. Accounts vary, but one account but one account. Of his arrival, claims that he traded his $60 wagon and horse for a shack and a lot, while others claim he put up stakes in Hennessy, Oklahoma, and promptly sold it to move to Oklahoma City. Sounds like a true real estate guy. (laughs) He was the chief of Oklahoma City Police. He was the first sheriff of Oklahoma after the military left and declared Oklahoma a state. Gee whiz. So the the dude had some standing in the community. Interesting story about Charles Colcord, though. He took part in the Cherokee Strip Run of 1893. Mm -hmm. So when his horse ran into a horse of another friend, Charles' horse stepped into a prairie dog hole, and he actually staked a claim right where he fell. Mm -hmm. He would later be appointed marshal of what would become Perry, Oklahoma, and he personally rounded up five members of the Dalton Gang.
1: You know, there was a Texas Ranger, you may have heard of him, Walker. Uh, I don't think he was as (laughs) bad as this dude.
0: He was uh, also an oil man.
1: Yes, he was an oil man. I,
0: again, I don't think he could, I don't know, I don't think Chuck Norris could pack Charles Colcord's lunch. I would say probably not. He had produced over 300 million barrels of oil, and with his share of the profits, Colcord would invest $750,000 towards the construction of the Colcord building, the tallest skyscraper in Oklahoma at the time.
1: You know, what's weird. You If you've been down there, chances are likely you've seen the Colcord. It's been turned into a there's a restaurant at the bottom. It's a whole, it's the Colcord Hotel now. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury uh hotel. A, a lot of NBA players have stayed at the the Colcord because they're too scared to stay in the scurven. But if you look at it, it's a tall building, but if you think about then, oh yeah, that's massive. It's $750,000. I don't know what the the conversion rate is compared to 750 I mean what that's gotta be like a billion dollars, <laughs> man. I mean, I can't I, I can't even imagine.
0: But I think more importantly, Charles Colcord was a cattle man. He was a cattle he man. He had a cattle background. So that kind of leads us back to the stockyards. Right. Which if you you put the cattle
1: savvy cowboy oil man with the business savvy real estate guy of Anton Klassen, you put them together, you send them to Chicago. And they negotiated probably one of the greatest deals in South Oklahoma City, in my opinion. It's still a thriving industry all these years later. So back to the stockyards. Yes. Okay. It opened originally in 1910. Now, Armour Meatpacking, which it's now the Morris, I think it's Morris and Company, opened adjacently to the stockyards. So you had not only... The cattle went in one gate and they were processed through the other now, but together they represented an investment of approximately three point five million dollars again in nineteen o seven dollars that is a heap load of money now the no it,
0: no it is a lot of money, but more importantly, what it generated twenty four hundred jobs in the area that's a lot, especially when you're talking about the the populace at the time oh yeah. It's got to be like generating a hundred thousand new b- jobs in today's yeah, economy.
1: We're still on wagon wheels at, at twenty four hundred jobs in nineteen oh seven. Now, even to this day, much of the original business district remains intact. It has that still has that rugged Western flavor that we love, but it it has grown. It has grown and expanded, and it's still nice to see that it's still a. It's not just a. I don't know what what do you call it. It's not a museum.
0: It's not a museum at all. I, right. I agree with that 100%. But I will say, mm-hmm. we're here to talk about steak, not right. staking a claim, nothing like that. But I,
1: I'm just going to tease there was a little bit of something at stake over the steak at one point in its history. And we'll get to it. Can, I just want to talk about food. Well, we can talk about I'm food. I'm hungry. But you like cards too? And we'll get to that.
0: Yes, we'll get to that as well. So let's get over to Cattleman's Steakhouse. Okay. Like, let's stop recording and go to Cattleman's Steakhouse.
1: I, w- I love mine. Meat. The good news is, I the way I order my steak, if I ordered it now, even if it was still cool in the center, it's just, that's how I like it. I like it rare.
0: Yes. Cool in the center. So we'll get to the menu in a second, though. Let's let's talk Cattleman's and how they became mm-hmm. one of the like eight wonders of the world.
1: Literally, what, I mean, presidents have eaten here, but I don't know if you know this. Maybe, I I always feel like you know this because you're looking at it, but it has the distinction of being the oldest running, continuously operated restaurant in Oklahoma. I did not know that. Sorry, Aishans. You had a little bit of a fire. You halted production for a little bit, but yeah, it opens its, opened its doors in 1910. So it's kind of, we're right there again at the height of the hustle and bustle. Of right. Packing when, Town. Right when they
0: put in the meat packing plant. Right. They opened up cattlemans. So to, to paint a picture for you, before
1: there were 18 wheelers hauling these cows in, they still had cowboys that were bringing herds, driving herds to Stockyard City or Packingtown, however you call it. And this also, another funny thing, mm-hmm. is people would also come here not only for steaks and eggs, but during Prohibition, this is where they came for the, as they called it, the liquid delights as well. Cattleman's was a kind of a Prohibition hangout.
0: They were breaking the law? Breaking
1: the law. Oh, Imagine that. Man. Imagine that. Well, you're a... a I, car. I know you know the story. Yes, I do know the story. But you're a, enlighten us. No, no, no. You please, I mean... Enlighten me. Tell me how you can win or lose a restaurant in a card game.
0: Was it a card game because I had heard that they actually it was it was uh, the roll of a dice. Was it? Uh, that okay. is my understanding. Okay. So in 1945, Cattleman's mm-hmm. was owned by a gentleman by the name of Hank Frey, and Hank was playing some dice. At the uh-huh. Biltmore Hotel in downtown Oklahoma City, which I didn't even know you could you they could have a dice game at the Biltmore. What's going on down there <laughs> <laughs> so in desperation mode, Frey, in the middle of a dice game, put cattleman's in the pot, oh my, God. and said that he, that Wade could roll a hard six, otherwise known as two threes Cattleman's was his, and sure enough rolled two threes. And there is still on the wall the number thirty-three branded onto the wall as a sign of good luck and fortune for the restaurant.
1: So a hard six, and you got the keys to a restaurant. Man, I've been in some game. I've been in some sticky situations on bets and counters and flipping coins for money. I just I would have jumped out of the building, the 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 tallest window in the Biltmore Hotel.
0: I don't know what the percentage chance of rolling a called set of dice like that is, but it's got to be super high. But it paid off for him, Mm -hmm. and it's continued to pay off. Cattleman's has been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, Man versus Food, Mm -hmm. um, A Thousand Places to See Before You Die, which is a book, a whole lot of different things like that. It's legendary. It is super legendary. This
1: is how well they're doing, okay? They've had the same, I love you, Cattleman's, I love you to pieces. I take my steak medium rare, but they've had the same commercial for twenty years. <laughs> I think it may be longer than twenty years. You may be right about that. So you're not spending a ton of money on advertising. You don't have to. No, you're not spending any money on carpet. You don't have to. <laughs> it literally looks the same as as it has. That's the first time I went in. There's nothing wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, not at all. But at the same time, you. Could do a, just a few little things. But I don't think it's even anything to really nitpick.
0: I feel like you're kind of nitpicking. Not really. I, it was good enough for the President of the United yeah, it States, was. bro. was.
1: George Bush Sr., to be exact.
0: I bet you junior ate there, too.
1: But I'm telling you what just I recommend. may not have
0: been President.
1: What I recommend, I like a steak where I get two steaks. I want the strip and the filet. They're T-bones where it's at. Mm. T-bone, medium rare, because usually rare kind of grosses out the table. But sometimes you get the new cook that doesn't know the difference between medium rare and rare. So you get lucky. It's like getting a little, a blood filled Easter egg with some char, <laughs> with some char marks on it. I love their food. I really do. And I do like the, I do like the old patina. And I've heard a lot of stories about it. You know, the right side of the restaurant is, they used to be open all night long and people would, you know, I've heard people say they'd go in drunk and you could go in there in the seventies and eighties and have, you know, breakfast at two a.m. after you after you left the bar, and then they kind of added on. And but I know I also heard stories that they used to play pool upstairs years and years ago. They had and have
0: all kinds of underground games going on upstairs. So I mean, it's just steeped with history. It really is, and the food is amazing. It oh, is yeah. your, just your traditional steakhouse. I mean, they've got basically every cut of steak known to man. Oh they've got salad and they've got bread. And if you threw the bread out. It would be a pretty good keto restaurant. Just saying. Uh,
1: yeah i I threw the bread out. Sure you did. It's like yeah, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I can't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I did. I didn't tell you this, but when I first started my keto journey, you can't. I can't go to cattle. Their their rolls are the size of a like a coffee cup on the show Friends. They're huge. It's like a baby. Like a little baby with a soft little muffiny top, <laughs> and you crack the seal on it and put some butter on there but their house dressing boy howdy i don't know what it is somebody said that you could find the the recipe online i i'm afraid to you know what i mean you don't want to meet your heroes sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just like
0: to have that's a ridiculous statement it is
1: ridiculous you i don't I, want to meet your heroes i don't want to know how
0: it's made i don't want to know how ranch dressing's made it's not ranch <laughs>
1: i know i don't know what it is but it's it's something that's you want to in their croutons. They have homemade croutons that they make out of their dinner rolls, man. You also
0: can't eat the croutons.
1: But they're not fried. <laughs> I mean, there's a you know, there's a loophole to everything, right? But yeah, Cattleman's is uh, top notch. I wish I could afford to eat there more.
0: So Cattleman's did not pay for us to say these nice things about them, just so you know.
1: And they really don't. I don't
0: know. This was not a paid sponsorship by the Cattleman's Association of...
1: But I feel like we're doing so well that they could use the pub. We're giving them more free advertising Now, do like you have a
0: 20-year-old commercial? They do have a 20-year-old commercial. So if you guys want somebody fresh and young or mm-hmm. in their 40s to make you a new commercial, reach out to the Only and OK show.
1: We look like we eat bread. Okay? <laughs>
0: we look like we eat steak and bread. And, bread.
1: and probably dip bread into your signature house dressing.
0: That is a distinct possibility. But you
1: can get breakfast there, too. It's not just... It's not not just steak, and, steak and ale. I can say that because that restaurant went under. But uh, you, you can get breakfast there too, six a.m.
0: in the morning. Well, yes, but I mean, they don't have a huge varied dinner menu. They don't have a huge varied dinner menu, is what I was getting at. When it, it, but are
1: you what are you looking for though? I'm Hoss? just
0: saying. No, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at them at all. I was saying it was a It was a traditional steakhouse. I wasn't. Right, I wasn't yes. saying anything about their breakfast menu. I apologize.
1: Well, have their calf? You have their lamb? Fries. No, Mm-mm. no,
0: no. Thank you, though. Why are you scared? I'm not scared. It's gross. You eat calf fries? And dogs Dude, come on, a no, tortilla. no, 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 no. I'm done. Really? Yeah, oh, we're not talking about man. calf fries. It's not happening. We're not doing a calf fry show.
1: I bet if the money was right. You would do a calf fry, lamb fry. No, quit.
0: But uh, if you guys know of a better steakhouse in the state of Oklahoma, we definitely want to know about it. Head over to the Only in OK show. Put a note in there somewhere. I heard. Comment.
1: Hold on. Wait. I heard somebody scream from the northern part. Kins and Amber. Somebody said Kins and
0: Amber. Mm, That is a a viable alternative. I think we could fight about it. I'm not 100% sure. They but anybody, anybody that throws ribs at you as an appetizer is all right in my book. I feel like they're not to get. No, 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 so no. We can't go off to but Ken's is a whole nother show. I know, but I feel like they're keto
1: friendly. If they're not giving you bread in your basket, they're giving you ribs. <laughs>
0: it's true, but they also serve Texas toast. Oh, that's dang they do, don't they? Like I? thick as a baby's arm. Anyway, not about. This is not about you, Ken. Yeah. Okay. Get off the show, Ken. But yeah, if you have other alternatives for us to try, only an okay show. Leave us a comment. Let us know. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Just let us know. Reference the show and tell us where we should look. And one last thing. If you're listening to radio, we're killing those guys in radio right now.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. We're number one. We can't show you the analytics,
0: but it's there. We're killing them. (laughs) We we might just be doing that. We are. This has been the Only an okay Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace.